Fire Zone Show back at you. Gonna look back at the final week of the NFL regular season, 2022 season. Man, I remember way back preseason, we started doing shows, and this thing, it is like a snowball rolling downhill. Before you know it, it's it's at the I mean, it's not the end, but the end of the regular season. Um, we'll look back at this Bengals game, man. Unfortunately, the Ravens weren't able to pull this one out, but I think there's some positives to take away from this and. You know you can raise see these dudes again uh Sunday night. So uh a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about in terms of looking at that game, uh kind of trying to pull some things out of it and then looking forward at the wild card matchup in the playoffs. And then also we got some big news on the defensive side of the ball. I think we'll start off with. Uh, but before we do it all, as usual, gotta check in and see how my guy Denard Melton, man, myth legend himself, is doing. How's everything going, man? I am doing good, sir. I, I my birthday was yesterday, so I, I'm feeling older than old as 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 I feel. But surprise, the chicken at the same time. Absolutely, gotta wish you a happy belated birthday. Uh, I remember what it was like to be 25. Yeah, uh, you know, I Rough wish time. I wish that I was back there with you, but you know, uh, I'm I'm hanging on. <laughs> I, I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> well hopefully you had a good birthday enjoyed yourself obviously you're here uh didn't hurt anybody so that's always a good thing uh, i'm not sure about well charges okay. that might pen All right. so, yeah. <laughs> as your uh unofficial lawyer i would advise you <laughs> saying anything <laughs> any further at this point uh we'll move on we will move on because we have some great news great news for us as as fans of defense and fans of the ravens defense in particular uh the ravens reached a, a deal with roquan smith uh i don't have the tweet up in front of me with all the numbers it was a lot of money folks uh you probably have seen it by now if you're a ravens fan so all the details are out there on twitter or wherever you get your football news it was a lot of money Let's just say it's averaging about $20 million a year. He's currently, I think, the highest paid off the ball inside linebacker, whichever term you prefer. You know how that goes. It's always just, you know, whoever the next great player up is resets the market. He was the next guy up, so he gets that that title right now. But wanted to get your thoughts, man, on the deal and, you know, just knowing that Roquan is going to – I will say, credit to you, you said back when they made the trade that they were going to sign like you know, oh. you said that early on. Oh, absolutely. Um, numbers five for hundred, forty-five fully guaranteed, sixty, whatever that part of the guarantee Ish. is. In total Ish. in total, yeah. total guarantees, and then twenty-two five on a signing bonus. Okay, nice check, nice check. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the key part of that is he's only a six million dollar cap hit next year. Yeah, always nice when you get those first-year cap hits low like that. Uh, just in case you need to sign somebody else important on your team. <laughs> oh, well, you know, <laughs> just just looking out for the future and all. Yeah. Um, and oh, by the way, they really didn't add any more money to their their cap because they released someone last week to make sure mm. that that wasn't possible. Mm. So his $6 million cap hit that was going to be there it's no longer there. And now they just switched places. Hmm. So 
good move on their part in terms of that. Um, the other part of that, we talked in the preseason when his name came up in trade room. Well, he could not get a contract signed with yeah. Chicago. And he asked to be traded and he stayed out of camp. We talked about that on this show, how much of a fit he would be. And how he would transform this defense into something that we haven't seen here in in years. They made the trade. And the rest that you've seen is a team that can win in multiple ways. They have a defense who has proven over the last eight weeks that they do not need an offensive football team to win football games. And the only reason why that's available now is because of this young man that they have plugged into the middle of this defense. Now we can rewind back to last year when Lamar Jackson went down, they were eight and four. Snoop came in. He was scoring the exact same amount of points that he's doing this year. So what's the difference? What has allowed you to go to the playoffs? (laughs) I I know the answer to that. Yeah. That's the difference. You, You didn't have the luxury and say, hey, we can play to our defense because they're that good. They're the second ranked red zone team defensively in the league. They've actually given up more touchdowns in the last two weeks in the red zone than they've given up in the last like eight weeks combined. Yeah, they had a run there where they hadn't given up a touchdown. And to me, I don't know, I don't tell you this, but for anybody listening, that's the most important stat that I care about on defense is points, points allowed. You can look at yards and yards per play, and I'm not saying this stuff's not important. Every Everything has a place. But it's about points. <laughs> it's about points at the end of the day. Can you stop the other team from scoring? And then I look at takeaways. Can you take the ball away? Those are the two of the biggest things. For Absolutely. And they've been very good uh, at both of those things yeah. uh, since, since he joined. The communication is better. The investment that you've put into your team looks a heck of a lot better than it did last year. And the year before that, when guys were healthy, the defense didn't look anything and it resembled this. Even when Peters came over, how much of a shot in the arm they gave us. The fact of the matter is, the run game was still going to destroy that defensive team. And we saw that in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, we saw it. So anyone who says that you can put anyone in the middle of the field and expect to get results, just look at the Titans and what Derrick Henry did. And it wasn't difficult. It was run left, run right. Stop me. (laughs) And they couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get results. You'll you'll get a result. <laughs> you will get a result. A result of, of some kind. And we we talked about this before we started recording. Maybe you can even get away 
with playing some different kind of people there, some different body types there, and have some success with it for a while. But eventually, you're going to come up against that team who you use the Titans as an example. There's there's some other teams when they really commit to doing it who are going to say, look, I mean, we see it from the Ravens offense. It's just flip it. It's the same thing. We're going to run the ball right at you. If you don't have people that can stop it, this is going to be a long day for you. Long day. <laughs> it's going to be a very long day for you. Eventually, you're going to need somebody who can stop the run, right? And I know, you know, we were on this this passing kick. We've we've been in this phase for years now with the game, and it's the way that the rules are all geared. Um, and that's fine, right? You can say, hey, look, this is about throwing the ball. You see people talk about, well, especially in the playoffs, you got to have an offense that can outscore. It's not about defense anymore. Well, look. The Ravens don't have their starting quarterback right now. They may not have their backup quarterback. They may have to run out their third-string quarterback again. If you don't have a defense that can stop people, you don't have a guy who can outscore the other team. Right. So you better have a defense who can stop people. So to me, it's always going to come back to defense in some form or fashion. If you got a Joe Burrow, if you got a Papa Holmes, if you got a Josh Allen, and they're clicking, okay, cool. Maybe you can you can do that. But Everybody has that game, even those guys. And when they have that game, you better have a defense that can stop people. Well, look at it like this. Regular season is a regular season. Playoffs is a different animal all to itself. Why? Because if you lose, you're out. You don't come back next week. Mm -hmm. You don't get to fix your mistakes. Mm -hmm. So naturally – Coming in as an offensive football team against a team like the Ravens, you know, let's back up. In a typical NFL football game, I believe offensive possessions are somewhere between 10 and 12. It's about right. Per game for each mm-hmm. offense. Yeah, about right. Give or take. In the playoffs, that's probably going to go back to about eight. Just the fact that it's the playoffs. Take that into account. Now you're playing a running football team who's going to get on one of those drive-eating, clock-eating drives that's going to cut your possessions in half even further. So now you have to be perfect with a passing game. You can't make any mistakes. And you're not going to have as many opportunities Say if you're playing against a Kansas City, who wants to run up and down the field with you? Yeah. Or a Buffalo, who is willing to run up and down the field with you? When you get into football games like this, you have to be a little – it's advantage defense, especially when you have a really good defense, because the offense has to pick and choose when they want to be aggressive. Yeah. And we've seen that's hard for quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, who it is. There's a few, like the generationally, the historically great ones who have the patience to do it. Mm-hmm. But most of them, they want to push that ball downfield. Right. <laughs> okay? They don't want to dink and dunk. They don't want to take the check down. They want to push that ball down the field. And if you have the kind of defense that can keep a lid on everything, keep everything in front of them, come up, tackle the ball, maybe drive on some throws, get some tips, you know, get your hands on some balls, then that just compounds it. Then those guys start pressing even more 
Mm-hmm. So as great as these guys are, they want to push the ball down the field. Uh, yeah. And so you can take advantage of that, right? It's like I said, so if you come against a guy, if you do everything you're supposed to do on defense, and you come against a guy who's ready, to, who's, who's willing to just take his check down consistently, take the check down, take the check down, take the, get the ball out on the tie, and they beat you, it, tip your cap. You know what <laughs> credit, credit to them. But most of those dudes will not do that. They might do it for a little while. But eventually they're going to get greedy and they're going to mm-hmm. push that ball down the field. And, you know, hopefully you can make them, uh, you know, force them into a mistake when they do that. Well, and this is why you pay the man that you have. He's going to him and Joe Mixon are going to be best friends <laughs> on Sunday. Best I friends. I don't think Joe want to see him no more. Um, Smith is going to be best friends with Aiden Hurst all game. The three most important people this week is Hamilton, Smith, Queen. I don't care what the D-line's doing up front, anything in the sort. Those three men cannot have missed tackles this week. Just can't. Very important. The Bengals love to attack the seams to get Jamar Chase on a one-on-ones on the outside. That's their game. That's why they struggle because we don't allow that. Yeah. We don't allow Jamar Chase. I mean, he he gets his stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he got his one. He got his one. But. Okay. They they get paid too. He's going to get his one. He's good. You know, everybody recognizes that. Everybody knows how good he is. Everybody knows the weapons that they have. And Higgins, and you mentioned Hurst, and Boyd, and Mixon. Everybody knows that. Well, this is kind of a good segue to this game. Everybody knows that, right? The other thing we know is you look at the last – you talked about possessions. You look at the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten possessions that the Bengals had in that game, one field goal. That's mm-hmm. it. One field goal in the last ten possessions. Punts, fumbles, turnover on downs, one field goal. People say, well, they scored 27 points. They got a field goal on their first possession. And then they went touchdown, touchdown. You know how they got the ball on those two drives where they went touchdown, touchdown? The Ravens turned it over, and the Bengals got it in Ravens territory. So, yeah, does, does the defense still got to go out and try to get a stop in that in those situations? Absolutely. But when they didn't have sudden change, when they didn't have to defend, you know, start defending from their own territory, they held them to three points over yeah. 10 drives. So people can say, well, the Bengals weren't trying to win the game. But shit, I, I look like they were trying to win the game to me. <laughs> um, the Ravens were still in that football game up until Sammy Watkins fumbled. Yeah, if they weren't trying to win, why were all those dudes playing? <laughs> they, that's, they, they're going to look at the film, and they're going to understand they have to play. They have to bring their A game. They can't come in and think, now, if it's Anthony Brown and he comes out and does it again, sure. But the best – I can't believe I'm about to say this out loud. <laughs> you gave him a compliment. I was stunned. I was, I was stunned when I saw it. Stunned. The madness <clears throat> that is Giro actually – may work, 
or might have been the genius behind the whole thing. This man threw it for threw it forty four times. Say the word. <laughs> I'm I'm I am shocked, <laughs> but I agree. At the end of the day, what was going on? Maybe it was brought on by the fact that Gus went down early. But still, when you when Brown hasn't had live snaps of anything. Mm-mm. He had that second half against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, right? yeah, 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 well, yeah. That, he had like two or three series, right? Like, no, whatever that. Whoa, that's just baptized by fire. You just handing the ball off and throwing that route. Okay? Yeah, he had a whole week going into this game of first whole team, week. first team reps in practice. Whole week, but live reps is so valuable at this time, and the fact that they didn't baby him in the game. Allowed Greg Roman to see what his limitations were. So now coming back against the exact same team, you can hone in what Brown does best against the Bengals. That that is your sole focus. What did what did Brown do very good against the Bengals? Now the Bengals are gonna look at that and say, okay, we have to stop those things. Yeah. But now you don't really know what it is because there are 44 snaps. The yeah. man saw everything that you could throw at him. Yes, he had three interceptions. Okay. But guess what? He's going to learn. He's going to understand. I can't make that looping throw in the first quarter. Like, you got to eat those. He's going to – he seems like he's a very quick learner. He's going to understand not to do those things. Yeah. But now you can play – to his strength if you get the running game rolling. Which I feel like he's a very good play action, strong outside the numbers thrower. Yeah. Now I know there's a timing route, but man, you're getting play action, he don't have to be on a dot every time. No, he's gonna have space. Especially if you got a little bit of an arm like he does. You can yeah. be a little bit later, not too late. But yeah. you have a little bit margin for error, you know. Look, so let's let's not let's not put anything extra on my man. He had two interceptions. <laughs> he had okay, the one, he had the sack fumble. He had the sack yeah. fumble. So he had three turnovers. Three turnovers. Three turnovers. You go back and you look at him. The first one, okay, you can put that on him. Granted, Moses got beat. He had a guy in his lap, couldn't step into the throw, but he pulled the trigger on that. So okay, yep. I'll hold him. I'll put that one on his ledger. The second one. Was it a slight big behind Robinson? Yeah, but you got to catch that. This is the NFL. Yep. Got to catch that, right? And then the sack fumble, they had a little snag combination, you know, a little mini curl, a little guy out in the flat. He read that. He came off to the middle read. So he went two reads, and he just – that's the thing. He he held the ball. He went to the first read. He got to the second read, and he got stuck. By the time yep. he tried to come all the way back to his right to the little hitch or stop out there to Prochet uh, – you know, Hendrickson had thrown Ronnie Stanley out of the way and he got hit. So when I look back at him, I'm like, okay, the first one, that's one that you can say, that's, hey, man, you, that's we, the we can't only make one that. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. the only one I'm like, you can't, make, can't that make that throw, throw. in the we first quarter. That. In the fourth quarter, I get it. If you're behind, you're trying to make the play. I get that. You just can't make that play in the first quarter. Just can't. Yeah. Second one's on Robinson, third one's on the play caller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so then we're so then we're okay, right? We say, all right, man. Look, other than that, 
Did he? And those were the ones that actually resulted in turnovers. Now, did he have some other ones that probably could have been? <laughs> yeah, he did have some other throws that he kind of put some balls in some some bad places. They got tipped. Uh, you know, guys almost had a chance to make a play on the ball, didn't catch it, whatever. Sure. But like you said, these are all things that you can coach off of uh, and valuable experience, right, in a live game setting live. with the rush. Because it's hard. You, I don't have to tell you, it's hard to simulate a pass rush. Mm-hmm. And when you, because you, you typically can't hit these dudes in practice, you can't touch them. So yeah. to get in there and to feel that rush, what the yeah. speed of that, what that feels like, you know, now he's got, He's got a feel right now, and we don't know if it's going to be Snoop or if it's going to be him. But at least he's got, if it turns out to be Brown again, at least he's kind of got a feel for that. Um, anyway, let's get back to defense. I don't want to get us too far yeah. off the rails. Nah, nah, nah. We'll go through this game, and then we'll look forward. We'll continue to look forward to the, to the, the wild card matchup coming Sunday night. So we'll start with the defensive line. One thing I will say about the defensive line, they showed they could get pressure on Joe Burrow. They just couldn't finish. They couldn't get Joe Burrow on the yeah. ground. They did get him on the ground once or twice, uh, but he could have been probably sacked four or five times in this game. But how do you think defensive line played? Physical, yes. Played the run well, yes. But we got to finish. Yeah. Got to finish when you get home. Just that's it, really. They they handled the Bengals up front. Now the Bengals are going to be down one of their best offensive linemen. Now they're down two. Yep. That that's going to change some play calling. They're going to be a lot. I, I don't know who the guy they're putting in, but obviously he's a backup. He hasn't played very much. No. So he's rolling in his first game. You going to put Clayus Campbell over him? Absolutely. Go to town, big fella. Teach. He said. He said, dude, how we play in the playoffs. So from this game, you know, they, they got good rush. They got good pressure. They got they, you know, they got them off the spot. I expect them to turn it up even further. Um, Ajabo, I, I don't know how you're not gonna play him this week. <laughs> I, I, I don't got know. Gotcha. <laughs> You got I mean, he brought a freshness that's been lacking over the last few weeks. Yeah. Like, there are guys getting there. Even always, if you pay attention to the film, he's played very well the last three weeks. Yeah. He does what he's supposed to do in the run game. He puts some good rushes on tape. You and I have been talking about this all year with him. He just hasn't been able to finish yeah. on a lot of these rushes for whatever reason. Um I think a little bit of kind of a little bit of is kind of what Justin Houston was talking to him about in the preseason. You can't telegraph your moves. Okay. You cannot show these guys what you're doing before you do it. And I right. think he's still doing a little when you look at him, just physically, just looking at him and looking at looking at him move and look at how he rushes, he's getting a little bit better at it, but he still looks like a basketball player playing football to me. Yes. <laughs> a little bit. He he'll need to go to pass rushing camp this 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 uh this offseason, which will be good for him. Um it will also be, you know, knock on wood, the first offseason that he'll really have that he's not either hurt or it's COVID. Yeah. Which is very important. He's also gonna have an opportunity where, you know, knock on wood again, that everybody comes out of this game healthy or comes out of the rest of the season healthy, that he can concentrate on one thing. He doesn't have to learn what Bowser's doing. He doesn't have to learn what 
Calais Campbell's doing down as a D tackle since he's out for a few weeks. He doesn't have to flip flop over to Justin Houston, who's out for two or three days, three weeks. Like all this he did to sacrifice to get this team through the first eight weeks of the season has stunted his growth a little bit, but I don't think it's to the point where he can't recover because yeah. of what's transpired over the last two years. COVID, soldier's surgery, not healthy coming into the season. You know, he'll be healthy this offseason. He's going to have an opportunity not to have to just rehab all summer. He's going to work on technique. He's going to learn some stuff. So I'm I'm very excited about what he's going to be able to do next year. I think he's going to grow more between two and three, and people are going to be like, oh, that's a different dude. No, he he's going to have time. <laughs> he's, going to have, he's not going to have to worry about other stuff. He's just going to worry about football. Yeah. Plus, he's got a guy, you mentioned Ojabo, you got a guy that's pushing you. And that always yeah. helps. That always yeah. helps. You can you can, you can can spin that however you want to spin it. But in my mind, when you got somebody at your position that's coming, they out there making plays, <laughs> it, it just, it, 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 it affects you. You know, you kind of like, all right, I got to tighten this stuff up, right? I got to tighten this yeah. thing up. He's coming out here. He ain't been here the whole season. He coming out here making plays. <laughs> I gotta tighten this thing. I gotta tighten this thing up. But that's that's what we were hoping with Ajabo. Like first, you were just hoping you know he would get healthy, and then you're like, all right, if he gets healthy, maybe he'll see a little bit of time. They'll give him some pass rush stuff, and then you're like, oh, if he gonna come in the game and take the ball, if he gonna get the ball. <laughs> get the ball. <laughs> okay, we we need to see more of this dude yes. coming yeah. in there. But they've been doing some things with Owe the last couple of games that I like. I mean, I always felt like he would be good at it. I think it's taken him a while. Uh, I always felt like he'd be a, he'd be really good on games, right? He'd be a really good loop guy on games because of how athletic he is. Now it's taken him a while to realize you can't just run up in there, okay? Because a lot of times there's going to be somebody there waiting on you, right. <laughs> and so you got to have a plan for how you going to deal with that. He got caught a couple times last year, and even sometimes this year where. He's the outside guy looping on a little game, you know, coming inside to tackle. And there's a center or there's a right guard, you know, backside guard, whatever, waiting for him and just mm-hmm. got lit up because he just ran up in there like, oh, well, the way we drew this up on the board, I'm supposed to be clean. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't. And everybody, uh, it wasn't quite like gotta, that. Yeah. And everybody's got to be reminded about him. He's played less than seven years of organized football. So we're still learning. We're still growing. The athleticism is still there. Still plenty of opportunity for him to make plays. Rest of those guys, you know, just another workman-like performance. I mean, I want to say yeah. they held these guys to like 55 rushing yards. I know Mixon had like 27. Yeah. But all those fun. dudes up front, man. B-Wash, Matabike still throwing dudes into the backfield. <laughs> uh, Travis Jones starting to show again a little bit more each week. A little mm-hmm. bit more each week. Making a play, making a, you know, making making a play. A um, couple times a game. Washington's been solid all year. You know what you're going to get from Urban. Campbell came back and did his thing. You know about Houston. So, uh, JPP, I think kind of a little bit of a bounce back game for JPP. He, somebody watched tape a little angry with himself. <laughs> a little angry with himself in that game. So, yeah. it was good to see him. Bowser's being Bowser, doing that's Bowser thing. <laughs> think, think about this, D-line, that's coming back. How young 
all in the contract for another two years at least. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. I mean, you've I got a Bowser, a Jabo, Oa, Matabike, Jones, Washington, Washington. Am I missing any of the young guys? Uh, I don't. No one on the IR. Is I missing? don't think so because Mac is Mac is going. Um, Rashad Nichols, who we saw a little bit last year, uh, a little bit last game. He, you know, we we don't know if he's going to be a, a guy on the active roster or still kind of fighting for a right. spot. But you hit all the core guys. So you can't tell me this team can't draft. They can draft. They can draft defense. We know they can do that. <laughs> but, but that's told, but yeah. here. But you're not. That's what, and we're probably and this goes into the twenty million dollars about the linebackers that we're going to go into. This, the reason why they can make that type of investment. You gotta. I sometimes I, I wish people would not talk in such a narrow focus and look at the very big picture of this whole thing. Most teams can pay two to three guys on each side of the ball, good money. Like that big contract. Yeah. Yes, you want to pay the, the the pass rusher twenty million, twenty five million dollars. That's where the money should be invested, right? Well, guess what? We got some young Thundercats up front. Where guess what? We can invest that money elsewhere. Now I got I got a dude who can tell all the young cats, keep them all corralled in the in the in the jungle, <laughs> not ripping off this dude's head, ripping off that dude's. Let's rip off this one dude's head. Let's focus on the mission. Yeah. And that's what you're paying for. You're paying for continuity. You're paying for a dude who's going to be there, who already knows the defense so well. Now he can disseminate that on the fly. And all Mike McDonald's got to worry about is calling a play. He doesn't to worry about is, is Queen going to be in the right spot? Is this dude going to be in the He do not have to worry about any of that stuff. All you got to worry about is, it's third and seven. I want this package because I don't know these dudes are going to do it right. Here you go. And he's got confidence that if he sees something messed up, that Raekwon's going to make the change. You don't yep. have to worry about that. Yep. Yep. Well, let's go into linebackers then. And that's that's a perfect segue into it. And, yeah, that's that's something that I think in, in everything that he's done, which has been so high level, we can even lose sight of that a little bit that he had to come in mid season, November yeah. and learn the defense. And he's yeah. done that and is playing at an all pro level. I mean, yeah. just made really his first all pro team. I think the players had a, a vote on player first player, all pro team. He was on that, uh, on that list. So to come in, learn a defense mid season and then play at an all pro level in that defense that you learn mid season yeah. and then oh yeah become the leader essentially on that defense on a mid season uh it tells you all you need to know about what kind of player what kind of person he is to just be dropped in to this thing and basically just go right to the forefront in 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 every aspect Every aspect. <laughs> so, uh, Every aspect. you know, is, is you, we can like you, you and I talked about uh, in our chat. I leave all the number stuff to the bean counters, man. If you want to put a value on that, I understand that you do have to value things. But well, is that worth twenty million dollars? You talk about all the intangibles. I, I don't know. 
it's worth what it costs to me. <laughs> Whatever it costs, that's what it's worth uh, because I need that. I've seen it now on my team. I saw it from afar. They mm-hmm. talked about how they saw, you know, they they watched him coming out in the draft from Georgia and how much, um, you know, they liked him then. They knew they probably weren't going to have an opportunity to pick him. He was going to go early, and he did. But they talked about how much they liked him from afar. And you get him here, and it's everything you thought it was and more. And more. <laughs> you like woke so, up at like Christmas? Yeah. November? It's everything you thought it would be and more. So to me, I, I told you this. If you're the team and you say, okay, this is what we want. Everything about this dude is what we want. On the field, off the field, this is what we want. Leave it up to the bean counters to figure out what we got to pay for that. But this is what we want. You know, and I think sometimes that's that's a that's one of the hardest things. I think about this in my job, actually, my day job. One of the hardest things that we deal with is getting people to explain what they want. <laughs> people have a very hard time explaining what they want. We buy stuff. Uh, I'm in contracting. We buy stuff. And so it's like, all right, tell me what you want. <laughs> people have a really hard time being clear and direct about what they want. So I think once you can do that mm-hmm. and then you see it, mm-hmm. then it, it costs what it costs. It costs you know what, what it mean? costs. <laughs> it costs and what it costs. Within reason, everything has a limit. I, you know, I'm not saying mortgage your, you know, entire everything, nah. but it costs what it costs. It costs what it costs. This contract is built in a way where if Oway becomes a big dog in year four of his contract, you're going to have room to do that because you can move Raekwon's money. Yeah. So it's almost like they've separated, and quote unquote, the, the teams, the defense from the offense. You have built out a defense now going forward with Queen and Smith, and now you have Harrison and Roth, which is pretty good depth for next year. Nope. You, you've solidified that group. So you're not going to spend any draft capital on that group. You're not really going to spend, you might throw one D lineman into the mix up front, but you're not going to be looking for a pass rusher because you've got, you've got people now. <laughs> you got people. They'll be looking for a corner. In my opinion, they should be looking for oh, a yeah. corner. There's, there's at least one draft corner and probably a vet to replace Peters or yeah, redo because they're probably something. they're pro- they're probably not going to bring him back at this point. I mean, anything could happen in the offseason, but they've had this year to work out a deal with him. I think they kind of wanted to see what yeah. it was going to look like coming back off the surgery. Who knows? You know, right. he seems like he's liked it here better than anywhere else he's been. So would he be willing? to maybe take a little bit less than what he could get and stay here. Who knows? But plenty of time to think about all of that. Um, I was supposed to start you off on linebackers. We went way off course. Anyway, inside linebackers, obviously Roquan yep. had a monster game with like 16 tackles. Uh, <laughs> how do you yep. think those guys played? Um, I think they played very well. I think they handled the middle of the field very well and pass covered. Um, I think Queen has settled down to the point where he kind of goes a little unnoticed in some of his stuff that he's doing now because he's quiet down so much. He's just making plays. I, I never thought I'd say that out loud. 
<laughs> and it's, it's just the calm influence next to you. You got a dude who's in there calm. You gonna be bopping around like you're a crazy man? No, you're gonna settle <laughs> down like the dude next to you. Yeah. And then as soon as you start settling down, you're like, wow, it's so peaceful in here. I can see everything. I can see the guard pulling. I can see the running back leaking. I, I can see everything when I'm not moving up and down and moving my feet and everything. He played well. Um, it just really just where your money's being spent is what's allowing Chuck Clark and Marcus Williams to be as involved as they want to be. Yeah, there was people have probably heard it by now. A couple Bengals players talking about the Ravens defense, maybe doing some dirty stuff. A couple guys specifically referring to Roquan. Now look, Roquan was definitely setting the tone out there. I don't think there's any question about that. That man was hitting anything and everything that moved out there, and he was trying to punish it. Okay. I don't think that I saw anything that was dirty, but was it, hey, y'all need to understand what's going on out here. All of that stuff that happened before, that's over. And you need, like you said, setting that mindset for not just this game, but the game coming up next week. Hey, we're 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 in playoff mode right now. It started yeah. in this game. Yeah. And everybody well, you, needs to understand what, what this is out here. Yeah. And <laughs> I I think the conversation probably a little bit like this last week was after they just, you know, you have your normal meetings and everything and sort of conversation about being physical this week coming up. And the whole idea, there's a way of being physical without being dirty. Now, I'm not talking going there and making tackles and trying to rip somebody's arm off and do that type of stuff, trying to wrench guys' heads and things like that. No. That's not how you become more physical. First things first, everybody runs to the football. Playoff football, that shouldn't even be an option. So when there's normally two guys on a tackle, I need to see four. That's how you become more physical. That's what the Ravens were doing. You were noticing two or three guys were getting to the ball and punishing the dude. Yep. Like, there wasn't, like, one guy just making a tackle and bringing him to the ground with three guys standing around. No, if he was standing up, everybody was going to take a leg. Yeah. So you're setting the tone early on and say, you're going to stay up and get those extra two yards? You're going to pay for those extra two yards. Second part of that is when you do tackle, they tell you don't roll when you tackle because, you you know, it's not technique solid, right? You, you kind of, you know, you're trying to be nice in the regular season. So you don't roll. Well, guess what we're doing? Rolling. We're rolling. <laughs> Get your roll on. <laughs> Get your roll on. When you tackle them, instead of just kind of putting them in the ground, Use your weight just a little extra more and roll off. Gator roll them, boys. Gator roll them. (laughs) And not like wrench them over, like let go of them. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just a little bit harder. Just, and and that's the tone you want to set because that's not dirty. That's just being physical. That's just being physical, man. And to me, he led by example. Yeah. Somebody's got to pop up. Yeah. Watch me. Watch what I'm doing out here. 
<laughs> See what I'm doing saw, out here. You saw Jamar Chase. He was just like, get off me. That's what you want. Like, oh, yeah. you worry about me tackling you? It's football, bro. Yeah. Like, See what I'm doing out here. Anywhere the ball goes, I'm there. there. Meet me there. <laughs> okay. Beat me there. Whatever. We all need to get there. So to me, that was that's a leader, right? I'm not just gonna talk it. You're gonna see it out here on the field. Everywhere that ball goes, you're gonna see me there. And it's gonna hey. be they're gonna feel me when I'm there. Mm-hmm. You were talking about Hamilton. Yo. Hamilton was the surprise <laughs> of them all. That dude out there body slamming people. He didn't body slam anybody all week, all mm-hmm. year. I mean, mm-hmm. he ran through some dudes towards mm-hmm. the end of the end of the year, like he realized. I'm six four. Yeah, I can. I can, I can. I can really run do this. <laughs> I can really be like that out here. Yeah, and so yeah, that's that's a good, another good transition to the secondary. Yeah, he definitely uh, was bought in to that in that game because that's maybe the most physical that I've seen him play in a game. You know, from start to finish, mm-hmm. the whole season, where he was just like dialed into that thing. Like, okay, this is what this is what our leader, our leader said. This is how we plan. So I'm not going to be the weak link. Nope. I, I'm, I'm, hey, he, he set the tone. This is where we at. Hey, I'm right there. I'm yeah. right there. And when you get an athletic dude, a freaky athletic dude like that, who also what? plays with that level of physicality, I'm telling you, you got you got something good cooking uh, if you can get that guy. Because a lot of times you get these athletic dudes, man. They can run around and do a bunch of crazy stuff, but it ain't always on I that level. It ain't, it ain't violent. We used Did to talk about that, that with we used to talk about that with Pernell McPhee all the time. That's oh, violence. That's violence. That's violence. <laughs> that's, that is grown man violence. Yeah, and that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. So you know, I think you you seeing some of that with Roquan, and then you know now that we're on to the secondary, we talked about Kyle Hamilton, him embodying some of that. He is so he's become so important to what they do. Um just allows them to have a different kind of presence out there. I mean, there are things that you, you, I, I don't know that it's reached the point cause he's still learning. I don't know. It's reached to a point where there are things you can't do while he's out there, but it's more difficult uh, for you on offense to try to do certain things mm-hmm. when he's out there at nickel and you've got to account for him as a blitzer. You've got to account for him in coverage you know, he's a guy that and you can just see it. You're like, he has it. He doesn't even know how good he can be yet. Like he's, he's not. <laughs> he doesn't even Scratch see it yet. Surface. But you see so many opportunities to make plays like when he's driving on these wide receiver screens and he's tipping the ball up in there. You're like, that's a pick six. Right. Once he realizes. to yeah. You know how quickly he can see that play and, and recognize it once the recognition kicks in and then the mm-hmm. confidence of like, hey, just go get it. Don't just be like, oh, just let me get there. Let me get there and hope, you know, make something happen. No, go, yeah, go get don't that. Don't hope. No go hope. Get that. Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> go get it. The secondary as a whole, you know, Marcus Williams made some plays. Uh, they really didn't go at Marlon too much. <laughs> I think they got yeah. him for like one back shoulder. That was about it. Our man Worley was was bodying people out there. <laughs> How do you think the secondary played? They were physical. They were aggressive. They took the fight to the Bengals receivers. They understood what the Bengals were trying to do to them. They understand it. Head down, they they bought they bought into how to defend the Bengals. And you've noticed in the last two games they played them, it, it's been a struggle for Joe to move the ball. 
in the air. They get some big chunks because that's just how their offense is built. They're going to get their chunk plays. But in the NFL, offensively, you you score because you're in rhythm. You don't score off of chunk plays. You just don't. You 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 get chunk plays off of your rhythm. And if you're just moving a ball off chunk plays, you you struggle. You struggle inside of the red zone because you don't have you don't have a rhythm. You you don't. Everybody's not feeling good. You're just like, oh, we popped one, but you're back to the grind. It's like, well, we can't really move the football. So, I think the secondary. I think having Marcus Williams back and him being more and more comfortable with his hand and and knocking off a little bit of that rust that he had early on. The man is is playing like a wild man back there. He he's coming up like like old Ed Reed in terms of run support. And it's 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 nice to see when both safeties want to get involved and you're not just one sided and teams can run to one safety knowing that Earl Thomas won't come up and tackle. <laughs> um so having that duality back there is just heaven sent. And kudos to Worley. And I hope Stevens gets healthy and he plays this week. But th- this is the difference between, we talked about this in our chat, between a zone corner and a man corner. Marlon Humphrey is a man corner trying to play zone. Yeah. Worley is a zone corner, and that's it. That's who he is. And he's very good at it. Yeah. Because he's he's a guy who's comfortable with his eyes on the quarterback because he trusts what he sees. He understands route combinations. So if there's a stop in front of me, there's obviously something behind me. I mean, yep. And when you are a zone defense, you know that the curl defender once nothing is in his zone, it's going to transition to the flat. So you know that's going to be covered. You might be giving up a five-yard gain, but that's covered. Now you can cover the 20-yard hole shot. So the corners, I I had no issues. The Bengals hit a couple plays, but the physical tackling and the clean, you know, aggressive tackling and the clean hits. There weren't any dirty like headshots. Everything mm-hmm. was at the chest or below. They were just physical. Yeah. And you gotta love it and they gotta take that and, and crank it up ten more percent <laughs> this week. Yeah. So looking forward to this wild card game. Um defensively it looks like they're gonna be pretty much intact. Um, I don't think that they had anything coming out of that game in terms of mm-hmm. major injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, we'll see if Peters gets back for this game. I expect he probably will. Um, and then outside of that, I don't think that there was anybody else that they really were down on the defense. So you're going to be able to kind of have your full complement of guys out there defensively and, What's interesting to me, and I guess the, the the question I'm leading up to you for you is when you have to play a team, it's, it's one thing to have to play a team three times in one season. It's another thing to do that and then have to play them on back-to-back weeks 
Mm-hmm. Um, what do you change, uh, if anything, that you were doing defensively? Or do you pretty much stick to the script and say, hey, look, we know who these guys are. We know what they do. We know what we do. And and do you kind of just, you know, kind of maintain or do you or do you make changes? This this is the type of game where you kind of have to have and I would come in with three different game plans on defense. I'm coming in with what worked last week. I'm going to build off of that. But I'm also going to understand that the Bengals are going to see that and make adjustments. So that first drive is critical. I need information. Are they changing blocking schemes? Have they adjusted their routes? There's very little you can do in that sense, but you can call it differently. Okay. So for me, I'm coming in obviously with that plan. I'm also coming in with a combination of a, you know, zone and a little more zone blitz type thing. And then I'm coming in with a pressure package. Hmm. I'm going to have that in my pocket. If if the first drive looks ugly, and the starting <laughs> drive is starting to look ugly, I, you know, you got to come off game plans quickly. Dialing it up. <laughs> if they've, they've coming off with something, you, gotta, you, you can't wait till halftime. Halftime is going to be too late. So don't be surprised if that first drive looks ugly and you're like, oh, what is we doing? And defensively, we look completely different on the second drive because we got to do something. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't say, oh, we're going to figure it out defensively. No. Nah. You don't want to panic. Yeah. But regular season and playoffs is different. You got to be able to press that panic button and know when to press that panic button in the sense of the battle rather earlier than later if you have yeah. to. But I'm, I'm, I'm still coming in because, once again, it's still Cincinnati Bengals. They can't deviate too much of what they do best. That'd be hurting what they do. Mm-hmm. So you're still game planning that. Maybe you bring a little extra pressure. So, you know, maybe you can get that quick turnover, you know? Yeah. Something, you know, something, maybe switch up a blitz that they've seen. Those are the things you can adjust to kind of throw off their eyes, particularly with the new yeah, I was going to say, you got that Where's Waldo on the on the right. <laughs> you got <laughs> right tackles already out. Uh, yep. The guard's going to be out. So you, you, you're going to come in prepared, but you don't want to come out of who you were. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want your guys looking at you in the week and being like, this is not what we've done all, all year. Yeah. You want to keep doing what you've been doing, but the guys also know this is playoff time. We got this in the back pocket if shit starts to go sideways. I had a friend tell me that these games are the ones he he's an offensive coach. And he was like, you know, I like these games when you're playing people in your conference division, whatever, you know, however you're organized mm-hmm. because you know each other so well, you know, their rules, they know your rules. He was like, that's really where you can take advantage of some stuff. He's like, it's harder when you're playing somebody that you never see. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the hell they're doing or how they're going to react to what you're doing. But he's like, when you're playing somebody you know, you can use that to your advantage. Because they know mm-hmm. when we line up like this with these people on the field, we do this. Okay, now we're going to do that. 
right? And vice versa. So he was like, I kind of like these games. Um, he's he's kind of a Ravens fan. Uh, he's at least from this area, but he's he's out like in the Midwest now. And he was like, hey, I, I like this game. He's like, I like their chances regardless of who plays quarterback because he was like, they know what the Bengals are going to do. And really, like you said, he's like, they're, they're so big play dependent. This yeah. is really what drives their offense is the big play. He's like, if you can keep everything in front of you with them and make them go the long, hard way, that's not how they want to play. No. They don't want to play that way. Doesn't mean they can't do it, but he's like, I would have to see it. <laughs> yeah. You have to show me you can do it. And then, like you said, I might have to make if if you can if you're doing it and you're having success and we just can't get you off the field and okay I might have to go to whatever I need to go to, but he was like, like you, it was funny. He was he got a chance to see the last game and he was like, really, the only time that they got plays in this last game is when they went to that damn fire zone. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, that's that's their thing. They go throw that they go throw that fire zone out there, that five man rush, the six in coverage. Every night, and he was like, they were dropping away. He's like the middle hook player. I was like, that. He's like, that's not gonna, it's not gonna right. work against this team. <laughs> so right. he was and like, I, I don't know if that's something. He's like, I don't know if that's something McDonald was just putting on tape. But he was like, I don't know that you want to go to that well too often, where your your hook droppers are away and Justin Matt VK. Like, I don't know about that one. Right, but like like your friend said, he's just put that's. Something they're going to prepare for this week. Yeah. Now they can come out and be super basic and just leave Queen and and Smith. That's it. We're going to do four man rush, and I'm not going to blitz all day. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be completely changing up. Like that's the beautiful part about zone. And while maybe you can throw in a wrinkle to this or that, you're still running into a zone. So as long as my guys still take care of their keys, <coughs> excuse me. As long as you take care and see your keys and take care of your keys, your keys are going to take you to the play. So, yes, I'm looking at scheme and things along the sort, but if I'm looking at my keys, that's going to be, and if I'm doing that all year, that's what's going to take me to where I need to go, not where they want me to think I need to go. Yeah. Just be sound. Just be be sound, sound in what you're doing. And that's going to be that's another angle to this thing. It's it's a it's a first time spot for Mike McDonald. Mm-hmm. You know, uh first time in a playoff game as the defensive play caller. Um uh, I feel like this season he's learned a lot. I think he's grown as this season has gone on. We've seen him down the stretch and it, it's it's almost like Roquan Smith had a calming effect on him too. <laughs> well, it becomes a lot easier to call your defense when you know two of your linebackers are never coming off the field. Yeah, when you well, I know easy. I got I know I got this guy out here and he yeah. can make a lot of things right. Uh <laughs> I don't have to feel like I got to do all of this disguise and all of this exotic stuff. I don't necessarily think I got to do all of that. So that's the one thing that I want to watch for cuz I think he's been really good at that in recent weeks where it's like, hey, even if things start to kind of go off the rails a little bit, I'm sticking to the script because I believe in what we're doing. And if we do it the way I know we can do it, we can keep these guys out of the end zone. I think that was a big part of that run that they had where they weren't giving up touchdowns. Like, look, let's just keep doing what we do. 
right? Yeah. Like we've talked about this before when things are, are, you know, maybe going off a little bit and, and you're getting hit for a couple of plays. Let's go to that call that we know that day one install call that everybody knows. Just go to that and just play that. And we play can that. settle everything down and don't feel like, all right, we got to start sending the house. We got to start playing heavy man. You know, don't, don't get crazy. You know, it's, those, it, those are like his change-ups now, right? Those yeah. are kind of become the change-up situationally. And you got to be careful about that because it only takes a couple of those with Burrow. I mean, look, I got to give Burrow's respect, man. I mean, you you give him a couple of those a game and he'll hit you. So if you're yeah. going to do it, you, you got to be really, you know, uh, particular about the situations that you go to it in. And, you know, you, you got to feel really good about it. Because if you don't get him, we saw that dude is hard to get your hands on. <laughs> okay. He will move yes. around in the pocket. And when he can buy more time, those guys are going to find openings down the field. And that's where a lot of their big plays come from, really. Um, if you can keep him in that cage and keep everything in front of you and make him check the ball down, like I said, I, I, I we talk about, I feel like we talk about that like every other week almost on this show. I feel like most teams in this league, aren't patient enough to do that. Most offenses in this league aren't patient enough to do that. So we'll see if he can, uh, if he can stick to that script or if, you know, he, he going to start sweating and (laughs) over there fanning himself because it's getting hot over there on defense. So offense has got to do their part too. I mean, cause that can, that can dictate it too. The offense has just, you know, they just can't put drives together and they're repeatedly putting the defense out there. I mean, at a certain point it does put, additional pressure on the defense like hey we gotta gotta do something to try to you know shake things up in this game but surprisingly even with i guess i'd probably put it at a probably better than 70 or 80 percent chance that lamar's not gonna play i'm not all feeling doom and gloom about this game i feel like they can do what they need to do to give themselves a chance to win this game if if you if you were going to pick an opponent in round one, anybody in this field, this would be the game you'd pick if you were a Raven. There's no question about it. Yeah. I wouldn't in the state of my offensive squad, I wouldn't want to see Jacksonville. I wouldn't want to see yeah, obviously the one or two seed. No. <laughs> no thanks. No way. And would you really want to see the Chargers right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> not part the of first me still, round, at least. Part, part of me Justin feels like they're, might, they're, 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 we all know they're going to fault in the second. Okay. Round. I was going to say, part of me feels like they might be a little fraudulent. Yes, they've got him and he's they're a talented dude. I know all of that, but I, there's just something about him that well, I've always felt like is yeah, yeah. not quite uh, not quite there. <laughs> all yeah. the talent in the world. Don't get me wrong. Physically, all the talent in the world. But there's something you gotta have more than that. And I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not sure if we're quite there yet with him. But no, you're right. This would be you know these guys. As talented as they are, and Lord knows they, they got some guys that can go. Uh, but you know who they are. So and you know what they're capable of, and you know if you give up more than two touchdowns, you're in trouble. You're in trouble on defense. That's just the reality. The reality <laughs> is, you, if 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 the Ravens score two touchdowns, because you know they're going to get three field goals, that is just that is it is what it is. <laughs> this team will get three field goals 
wherever they go. Because yeah. once they cross the 38, they're in rain. Yeah. <laughs> they're in rain. So that's it. That's it. They're, they're going to get to that point a few times in this game. The question is, can they get in the end zone twice? They can get in the end zone twice. That is a problem for Cincinnati. Because now you got to try to push the ball a little more in a playoff game when you're losing possessions. That's yeah. Yeah. Comes a recipe for just sitting in zone and just waiting for one of those tip balls, one of those just you know weird things to happen. Yeah, there it is. There's next guy looking at the ball. Yeah, and you've got these reserve offensive linemen in. So our pass rush, you know, if we can get you into that mode where, you know, you're you're dropping back all the time, then we can kind of tee off from that uh that standpoint. Yeah, it's gonna be obviously we talked about how much they need to lean into the run game. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because that really is their identity. And for these young guys, you know, that quarterback, whether it's Snoop or whether it's Anthony Brown, you know. Snoop's played in back-to-back years. Anthony Brown, you know, had the game last week, so he's got that one under his belt. But it's still new for them. Neither one of those guys have been in the playoffs. Mm-mm. So it's new for – we remember Lamar's first playoff game. It was going 200 miles an hour out there for that dude. <laughs> well, once again, the play caller should have understood the situation. Well, yeah. well, 200 miles an hour because everything is up in the playoffs. You know what I mean? The the regular they, yeah. and the players talk about that. The preseason is one level, the regular season is another level, and the playoffs is yet another level. And so everything is up. And if it's your first time experiencing it, that's an adjustment. That's an mm-hmm. adjustment. So, you know, you're going to have to really lean on that run game and uh, the coaching staff. Uh, we talked about Mike McDonald, but also Greg Roman. You you're going to have to be at your best as well. Okay, we, we can't be cute. Can't be out here trying to prove how smart we are. You nope. know what I mean? <laughs> not, not this week. No, no. This has got to be about the run game and about getting these young quarterbacks in positions where, like we talked about earlier, if they have to throw it, if you choose to throw it, if you're a situation where either you have to throw it or you choose to throw it, whichever one of those you're in, if you can make that picture as clean and as clear for them as you can, these guys have good enough arm. They're accurate enough. They can make those throws. But if that pitcher gets muddy, if that pitcher gets cloudy, and they got to look from this place to that place and hold the ball, that's where they kind of struggle. So mm-hmm. if you can, you know, stay on schedule with that run game, then you can dictate some of that to them, right? Because you're on schedule, you can get the kind of looks and kind of personnel you want defensively, and you can create some stuff where it's like, hey, this is going to be real easy, man. This is going to be pitch and catch. You know what I mean? But you got to start dropping back because you're down. And they can sit back in their zones and they can disguise things and it can be tough for these young yeah. guys. So, you know, you, you got to try to stay out of that. That's the biggest thing to me. I mean, you can get into all kinds of nitty gritty about scheme and play calls, but just big picture to me, if you can stay in control <laughs> of the game right, so that you can keep it on your terms, I think you got a chance in this thing. If you lose that, like you said, and the Bengals get up two touchdowns and now you're playing on their terms, that's going to be tough. That's going to be extremely tough. It's going to be extremely tough. So it's it's difficult. It's a difficult environment. You got to go on the road. It's it's night night game. Obviously, their crowd is going to be fired up. But they got the people for this job. 
I believe that 100%. They got the people to do this job. They damn sure got the defense to do this job. And they have the offensive linemen to do this job. They got the offensive line, yeah. They, if they, this, this, we talked about this earlier. You, you got nothing left. I, I better see, I, you just, you, you need to go. Guys, this, you need to be physical. This offensive line has been physical all year. Everybody's tuned up. Pat Ricard, I need, I need, I need you to be this dude at the point of attack. This is, this is why you get five, five and a half mil. Like, it's time to put 250 on the running game and see where the chips fall. Yeah. They got a bunch of veteran dudes up there. Zeitler, Moses, Ronnie's a, a younger vet, but a vet. Um, you know, you, you got the guys there who know uh, it's time to go. <laughs> okay. Like you go. said, it's time to go. And this thing goes through us, right? On offense, it goes through us. And so we need to take this game over. These guys can't stop us. Literally, if we if, if we do what we need to do on the ground, they can't stop us on the ground. Mm-hmm. They know, and that. they're not, and they're not going to sell out for the run game because you don't want to give up that easy touchdown. So yeah. you have to take advantage of what Cincinnati is going to do. They're going to play a little bit more of a seven man box because they get an eight man box. And you break one or. You decide to pull it and hit a deep shot. That, that is all scheduled for them trying to keep you under in your normal scoring. Yeah. So that's the beautiful part about being the Ravens in this spot. All the pressure's on the Bengals because you have the offense that can go up and down the field. You start yeah. making mistakes, you're giving an offense that shouldn't have more than 13 points. More points than they need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Pressure is on them. You're supposed to win. You got all your folks. They don't have Lamar Jackson. You're supposed to win this game. So if they don't, and the Ravens can get Lamar back for the rest of the playoffs, hey, now, 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 <laughs> oh, now we really cooking with something if we can get him back. I mean, it'd be great to have him for any game just because, look, he's a great player. There are no bones about that. He's a great player. He can do some things that can't be drawn up, that can't be coached. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Just do some freaky stuff out there. And obviously, you would love to have a guy like that um, at quarterback. But they got some other guys and some other, you know, J.K. and Gus, man. I believe those dudes can take over a game. If you get both of those dudes cooking together, they mm-hmm. can take over a game, especially J.K. You know it's in J.K. You know he wants to put a 200-yard game on somebody. <laughs> In Ohio? Yeah. In Ohio? Yeah. You know he wants to do it. Cook it with peanut oil. Yeah. You know he wants to put it. And he's he's capable of it. There are not many guys who can sit up there and talk about running for 200 yards and, like, actually be capable of it. But he is. Yeah. He's very much capable. I'm excited to see him. I still know he's not 100%, but I think he's been getting a little bit better each week. And, you know, he got a week off last week. So I expect he's chomping at the bit to go out there and show everybody like, hey, everybody talking about who's not here. I'm here. You better I'm pay here. attention to me. <laughs> okay, I'm here. I, I can pull I can pull some Derrick Henry out of my butt. Yeah. You better pay attention. You better pay attention to who is here and stop worrying so much about who's not here. <laughs> and that's the beautiful part about playoff football is 
if he decides to go off for 22 carries for 160 yards and two touchdowns, changes things. But that's that's the capable. That's, I mean, that's what's going to happen up in Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> Barkley yeah. gonna go nuts. Yeah. You gonna tell me Dayball ain't gonna give him the ball 30 times? Yeah. Like you said, we ain't saving you for nothing. <laughs> so, hey, you're going to get this right. Here you go. <laughs> you are going to get this go. right. Yeah, ain't, ain't no more. You got the whole offseason to get Four your body six, right. Four for six, here you go. Yeah, you got the whole offseason to get your body right or whatever. You're getting this rock, boy. You're getting you get rock it every right. now. Yeah, yeah. So that part's going to be big for them. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. It's playoffs. It'll get no bigger. It's one and done. You know what I'm saying? So this this is it. And, uh, man, I, I hope that it, we get to see a little bit more. Because, uh, man, the NFL season just comes and goes so fast. It's long. It feels long when you're in the middle of it. But it just goes so fast. And before you Once know you it, hit November, it's like the accelerator gets pushed. Yep. Because like, everything matters in November. Like, it's just like, yeah. you're like, whoa. You get to, like – week 12 or 13 and it's you know you know most of the season is already gone but you're like all right well they they play an extra game now so we still got like six more games and it like that it just like that it's <laughs> just gone um so i i always start to think about that now and i'm just like you know what just stay in the moment don't be worrying about the end <laughs> stay in the moment it's like being right. on vacation you're like oh man we're gonna be gone in a couple of days like that ah, stay in the moment enjoy the time that you have and when it's time to go you worry about that when it's time to go so uh hopefully we have well well one way or the other we'll be back with another show next week <laughs> one way absolutely or the other. i yeah, mean we're right. gonna talk some playoff football or something yeah i mean one way or the this, other we're, we're gonna yeah why not absolutely i mean hopefully we're here to talk about the ravens still playing but one way or the other like i said we're, yeah. we're gonna be back and uh we'll have the rest of the playoffs going on however that shakes out and then of course you got the free agency and the draft. That's the thing, NFL, man. It doesn't end. There's no stop to the NFL. Here, here's the here's. I know we're gonna wrap this up, but think about free agency next year. What do the Ravens have to do besides sign Lamar? That's it. That's all that. That's all the only thing that they. That's need. the major. Like, that yeah. is like that's number one, obviously. Yeah. But after that's... that, not a lot you need to do. You got to pick a vet up here, a vet there. Yeah, go get me DeAndre Hopkins, man. Go get me DeAndre. Oh, my. You know, I've been on that, you been on that train. <laughs> yeah, you I did see your plan. plan. But then plan. you saw my man, Nuggie. He's Nuggie's like, hey, get him up out of here. <laughs> and Nuggie's with you. I mean, let's, let's, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on this real quick. Yeah, Nuggie's the with you. The fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, you have Likely, you have Kohler, you have Oliver. All in the contract. You have a stud who is just like, give me the ball. Give me the football. And now you've seen Charlie Kohler, and he seems like he's about as what has been advertised. Yes. Good hands, good route runner, understands zone concepts, doesn't drift. A little bit different than Andrews. Andrews likes to drift. Andrews going to do what he want to do. Do what he want to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So – He's in what the third year of his deal coming up? Sounds about right. 
They extended him, right. right? I don't remember when he got his extension. 2019, I think he got maybe 20. It might, might have been 20. 20 he got his extension. Yeah. yeah. So he's coming up on his third year in his deal. He's also going to be 29. Or 28, 28, 29. Yeah, you keep going. You can't, you, he's going to have a cap hit, and I'm sure it's like 9 million or 8 million or something. Up, it's up there, probably. I'm getting cheaper. So the, the, so the numbers, no, the numbers match up with a DeAndre Hopkins. And you, you know, you actually probably be asking for a pick back to go with DeAndre Hopkins, probably a fifth or sixth. Yeah, he'll be 28 during the 2023 season. He's going to have almost $13.5 million cap hit, 13.4. And uh, he doesn't have, after 2023, he doesn't have any more guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. And you know that, that, is, should... that, that is a trade chip like no other. No, I'm, I'm dead serious, though, because if he has no guaranteed money behind that, behind 2023, that means you can let him go. The next team he, you might trade him to, if he does play well, they will extend him. If not, he goes into free agency, and you get a third-round pick, or they get a third-round pick, however that's that. So they win with getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins' contract. They get a third-round pick if they don't want Andrews. And they get out of the dead money for both of them. And we'll take DeAndre Hopkins because now I can move Rashad Bateman to number two. I have Likely and Kohler. I have Gus and J.K., I have an offensive line that's going to be completely intact except for Powers. And you've got Ben Cleveland who has shown when he's not screwing around, he can play football. So he seems like he might be the next dude up. Or you go get a veteran, stick him in there just like you did Mosley. You got Falele over there who's ready to do something. Something. <laughs> do something. Maybe moving the left, left guard. He might be a monster. Who knows? Um... But the pieces are there. I mean, you you got to figure out what you're going to do with Ricard. I get that. But you have a chance to remove two pieces, get one, and set your team up with a defense that you have that is young, fiery, and quite inexpensive except for one player. Yeah. I mean, Humphreys is expensive. Yeah. But Marcus Williams is even not that expensive. I think he's like – Eight nine. Let's look up Maybe? Marcus. Look up Andrews, and really, when Andrews, you can tell the way they set this deal up that they were really looking at twenty twenty four, because then there's the the dead money flips right between mm-hmm. you can save more cap versus the dead money hit twenty twenty three. The dead money hit still a little bit bigger than the cap, but you can tell twenty twenty four was kind of the year where they were looking like all right if we. We want to get out of this thing, 2024, and then 2025 would be the years uh, they might be looking out. Doesn't mean that you couldn't do it a year early if you can find somebody to maybe take a little bit of and, that. Well, that's the thing. I think the money between him and D Hop is pretty close. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, Marcus Marcus Williams, yeah, his his cap number this year very low. You know, the first year four four million, next year is seven million. It doesn't jump right. up until twenty twenty four. It jumps up to eighteen million in twenty twenty four. But then again, he's at a point where there's no more guaranteed salary at that point. So yeah. they like to do that. The first two three years is where they they kind of try to give you all the guaranteed salary, and then you know the roster bonus. Uh, I mean, the signing bonus is prorated over those back in years. So you still got some cap stuff. Um, and- but it's not, and that's you know, been a change. That, that's big because that's been a change in the way they did contracts in the past, which is why they've gotten a little more flexible in the cap space. That and drafting very well when yeah. people say they don't draft well. Yeah, they used to like those backloaded deals for sure. They wanted, they yeah, wanted for, that back, that back heavy kind of deal. I think ideally they'd like to get it where it's flat. It's hard to mm-hmm. get to that sometimes. So. It's not flat now, but it's probably not quite as as heavily backloaded without the ability to get out. Like there's some big numbers, but you can get out. You can get out. And a lot of those times they couldn't get out of those numbers unless they extended them. Like now they can just say, no more guaranteed money. Well, okay. Yeah. And that's what you see in a lot of NFL deals. I mean, most of these deals, especially if it's a five year deal, is really more like a three year deal. And those last two years, it's like a suggestion. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which is which is the reason why Lamar Jackson is not signed right now. Yeah, because he does not want that. He does not want that contract. Doesn't want the suggestion. I don't want the suggestion. Yeah. I don't want the suggestion. <laughs> I want it locked in. So they probably you know, say we'll give you we'll give you that we'll give you a four year guarantee, but that fifth year we need the the, the flexibility and cap space to keep us competitive. And he's like, no, <laughs> no. And you know, and I actually lean towards. Now, surprising as it may sound, because I think a lot of people maybe have gone the other way uh, over the season as it's played out, I actually lean a little bit back towards them getting something done uh, in terms of a long-term deal. Now, they may have to tag him first uh, and then try to, you know, work out a deal before it's it's time for him to sign that tag. Uh, But I I actually lean a little bit more towards it because I just think after a certain point, when there's a lot of money like that on the table, okay, it may not be everything that you want. But it's still a lot of money. The longer it's out there, the harder I think it gets to say no to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It won't be. It won't be out there forever. And if you really want to play the long game and say, "Okay, hey, nope, nope, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not backing off of this at all. You're gonna have to tag me this year. You're gonna have to tag me next year. You're not gonna tag me a third year because it's gonna be like seventy million dollars uh, for one year because of how high it'll be at that point. And then I'll hit free agency." Okay, if he wants to play that game, there's nothing you can do about that. That's with anybody. No. But but they're prepared, I just think, they're prepared cap wise to do that. Yeah. But I think when those offers are out there and somebody says, Hey, here's 133 million guarantee, it's gonna get hard to say no to that the longer that number is out there. It's not 250 fully, like Deshaun, but it's 133 million dollars. <laughs> I mean, that's is a lot of money. So I actually lean towards them probably getting something done in the offseason. I know a lot of people don't feel that way. A lot of people feel like he doesn't want to be here. They're going to trade him. All those things are options, of course, but I don't know. I feel a little bit more like, you know what, I think that they're going to get something done. But we'll see. I I think I think they have I think he not overplayed his hand per se. But we we've, we've talked about this previously is he hasn't played in December in two years. Yeah. I can't pay you. 
I want to pay you, but what am I paying you for? Yeah. Because right now, all he can make is the college season. That's that's literally what his body will allow. Yeah. And look, I, I get why he did what he did. He put it on himself to show, okay, yeah, I was hurt last year, but guess what? This year, I bulked up, put on more muscle mass, came back so my body can withstand stuff a little bit better, but then guess what? Happened again. It happens. You know what I'm saying? I was looking at this the other day, and I was thinking about it like playing Uno with my daughter. <laughs> so the way that I play Uno, the way that she plays Uno, she loves those draw two and those draw four cards. She loves to give people extra cards. So she'll hold hers, right? She'll have them, and she could play them earlier, but she won't play them. She'll hold them, and she'll wait. And she likes to have at least two. She always likes to have two so that when you throw yours down, and then she comes oh, yeah. back, she and you feel like, you're like, oh, damn, she had three of them. She had three of them. Hurt your soul. So it made hurt me think you. about that. He said, hey, you know what? I'm playing my draw two right now. I'm playing my draw. You know, Raven said, hey, guess what? I got one too. <laughs> bam. <laughs> you take four. <laughs> well, maybe maybe a little contract karma is finally coming back to the Ravens Because they've gotten screwed on a couple. They got screwed on the Nada one because of what was going on with Albert Hainsworth and the Joe Flacco one. Let's be real. Okay. The man had a magical run. And at that point it was like, he called your bluff. He's like, well, right. you going to pay me now or you going to let me go? They paid him. I mean, paid him. it was one of those things where it's like, all right, if somebody has a run like he has and we win a Super Bowl, Okay. Uh, he got, you call him. You all right? All right. <laughs> you, you you got us. You got us. Doesn't make it a great deal, no. but it was like either you give him that deal, which you probably don't feel great about, or you oh. let him walk. And they chose to give him the deal based on how he played. You get it. Well, Lamar, like you said, he's in different situation. As great as a great of a player as he is, you you can't ignore the things that you just talked about. They're part of they're part of the record. So. You can talk about what he can do when he's healthy, what he has done when he's healthy, but we also got to talk about you not being healthy. It's just a part of the record. And I think that's a hard conversation for people because people will get into, well, they wouldn't be doing nothing on offense if it wasn't for him. Look at what they're doing now. All of that is true. All of that is true. All of that is true. Without him, the offense is not good. (laughs) All of that is true. But that's the key point. What did we just say? Without him. We are without him. So that's part of the record. It also tells you how much the offense is built to cater to his skill set. Yeah. Which has shown to be a disadvantage in the situation that the Ravens are in now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the NFL, man. It's unfortunate. Well, it's going to change your philosophy going forward. Like, yeah. how, much, how much are you going to build around a guy who you can't really say is going to be there. Yeah, if your offense just... is built on this dude to pull Reed and do quarterback powers, quarterback counters, he's going to get you first downs that now you have to tell Tyler Hundley, who can't get those types of runs that Lamar gets, I need you to do that with your arm. Yeah. In a passing scheme that we all know is a little – yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah. 
So that change, like you said, that that changes the mathematics, right? Yeah. When you have Lamar and what he can do, then you can have Greg Roman. When you don't have Lamar and what he can do, then maybe you can't afford to have Greg Roman at that there point. You go. Because you you've gotta you gotta play ball a little bit differently. So I mean it's just it's unfortunate because it's it's part of the NFL. It's a hundred percent injury rate. And you can look at Lamar and you can say, hey, from 18 to 12 games in to 2021 was a non-issue. Injury was a non-issue. But then last two years, at the, the, the point in the season when we need you the most, you know, just it's happened that way. There's no knock on him. Nope. This is just a game, you know. But yeah. it always comes down to who's available and who's not. And from these teams' perspective, you know what I'm saying? There, there ain't no friends in this thing. It's like if you if you're not available, we gotta we gotta do what we gotta do. That doesn't necessarily that doesn't always necessarily mean moving on, but that means we're gonna value you differently than maybe you value yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just the reality of it. So I, I get it. It's a very difficult negotiation because again, he's representing himself the way that Roquan did, and I'm sure he sees himself a certain way. And the team, they're probably not that far off in how they see, you know, how how he sees himself and how the team sees him. But I think the team obviously has to factor in what you were saying. They got to factor in the injury part a little bit more. And then they also got to factor in some stuff about, hey, as great as you are, let's talk about these other things that we've wanted to do in the offense that you really haven't been able to, to do as consistently as we'd like you to. That's got to be tough to sit in there and hear that directly. <laughs> As opposed to your agent hearing all of that, and he ain't gonna come back and necessarily give you word for word. Oh, they said this, they said that. Here's a counter, da da da. As opposed to you sitting in there, and even for for the GM, I guess that changes him. Like he probably can't come out and just fully say some of the stuff that he might say to an agent because he's talking to you directly, and he can't he can't burn that relationship by saying you can't throw outside the numbers. He ain't, gonna say, he ain't gonna come out and say that to you. You know what I'm saying? So uh it's it's gotta be tricky. But to me, seeing them get this deal done with uh Roquan, and I know it's a different deal. It's a linebacker deal, it's not a quarterback deal, but it still gives me some encouragement that they can get something done with Lamar because uh just shows that hey, look, it can happen. <laughs> it can be right. done. You know what yes, I mean? It can. And the way that they structure Roquan's deal, it doesn't preclude them from doing a deal with Lamar, too. So hopefully all of that can get done. And then, you know, we'll see what happens with the rest of the guys. Uh, like you said, there's going to have to be some some guys who aren't back next year. But we're a long way away. Well, not that long. I guess one game away uh, from when we got to worry about all of that. So, hey, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. You guys are going to get a full extended episode here on this one, man. This, this, this is a meaty one. We almost an hour and 30 right here. But, hey. We ain't had one, right, in a minute, so it's good. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. Maybe we did have one last week. Woo, getting old. Can't remember stuff. Hey, that means it's definitely time to get out of here. Uh, y'all it. know what to do. Like, subscribe, share everywhere, tell a friend and tell a friend. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here.